Well, praise God. Thank each and every one of you for tuning in today for today's message. I believe that the word of God is true and that the spirit of God has a word for us today. Actually, this is a message that I I preached just about four or five days ago, and I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to minister it to you. We will be coming from the book of Luke in chapters 4 and 5. Praise God. And before I get started, I just want to share something. As I went to uh, my home church to minister this a few days ago, the senior pastor at the church, before I began to minister this word, he got up and said that that morning he had received a, a word from the Lord that he needed to share with the congregation, even though I was the scheduled individual to, to minister. And I don't have it all down verbatim, but I, I, I wrote down a few notes. And he said, the word was, word from the Lord was, I have more to give them. Tell my people I have more to give them. Where they are now is not all there is. It's not all that I have for them. I have more to give them. He went on to say, make room in your life for more of me. The Lord is saying, make room in your life for more of me. And then expect a great transformation. That's what the pastor, in a nutshell, was ministering before I approached the podium. And do you know the topic of the message was, there is more. And we did not compare notes at all. And I want to bring your attention to Luke chapter 4. Praise God. And in Luke chapter 4, starting at verse 38. Now, this is going to, you're going to have to follow me here. It's in um, Luke 4, verses 38 and 39. It says, and it's speaking of Jesus, it says, And he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife, Simon's wife's mother, was taken with a great fever, and they besought him for her. And he stood over her. And rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she arose and ministered unto them. Now, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that powerful? So Jesus was in Galilee, and in fact, if we were to look at that verse 37 before the passage I just read, it says that the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. So he had gone into Galilee, and he was in the synagogues, and he was casting out unclean spirits, and he was healing people. And, you know, these foul spirits and devils were coming out of people. People were getting healed, and his fame was going around so much so that Peter's mother-in-law was grievously ill. She had, a, a, they said, a great fever. So it wasn't just a little feverish. It's like, you know, when, when over 104, you know, the type that can take you out of here. Great fever. And so they called upon Jesus to come into Simon Peter's house. And he did, and he healed his mother-in-law. Hallelujah. And that's outstanding. It was just wonderful. People were rejoicing. They're so glad that healing had come to that house. 
And I believe, God, that healing visits you in your house in the name of Jesus. You just stretch your faith to believe God for divine healing because Jesus desires to touch and to heal. He came so that you would be healed. And that is absolutely outstanding. It's wonderful for for people to get healed, for people to receive a touch of God. You may have known Jesus to have just been large in your life and in some capacity up until this point. But the message you need to know is that there is more that God has for you. As awesome as this is, and healing is exceptional, it, and, and some would say, oh, Jesus healed. He touched my life. He healed my body. And if, I, if he doesn't do anything else for me, I'm grateful for that. And that's wonderful. But the Spirit of God wants you to know that there is more, and he wants you to raise your expectations to receive more of him. He wants you to expand your capacity to receive more of him. He wants you to expand your heart to allow him into every area of your life. Hallelujah, for he cares for you. He loves you. He has already preordained good things for you to walk in. Praise God. And I am paraphrasing Ephesians 2.10 because the Bible says that you are his workmanship. You are his, hallelujah, his prized possession, his masterpiece. You're created in Christ Jesus unto good works. He's got some good works for you. Hallelujah. Things that will enlarge your life. Things that will cause you to be blessed and to be a blessing. And he says that God has before ordained that we should walk in them, walk in them good works. He's got more for you. Hallelujah. More deliverance, more good things for your life. Please, you've got to allow your spirit to receive this. And why do I say that? In the very next chapter, see, sometimes when people teach about the healing of Simon Peter's mother-in-law, a lot of people presume that Simon Peter was already a disciple of Christ. That is not true. Luke chapter 4 precedes Luke chapter 5. In Luke chapter 5, that is where we find Jesus again in Galilee, and he's going to teach again. And this time, he, he looks and he sees these fishermen, and they were on the shore, and they were washing their nets. And the Bible says that he went into one of the boats, the boat of who? Simon, Simon Peter. He went into Simon's boat. So what happened in Simon's house, he had been to his house, had healed his mother-in-law. Some would say, hallelujah, awesome. We had a, a tremendous time in the Lord. The Lord showed up and showed out and brought peace to my house. My wife is now happy. She's at peace because her mother is well. You know, things are well. And yet, God wasn't finished with Simon Peter. See, that, that instance predated, hallelujah, Jesus' calling of Simon Peter to be one of his disciples. It is in chapter 5 when when Jesus, it says in Luke 5, chapter 2, he, and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and he prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people 
out of the ship. So there are some insights that I need to bring to your attention. Hallelujah. Because God is desiring to do some astonishing things in your lives. You're going to be up-leveled. He's going to take you to another level above and beyond what you could have asked for, thought about, or imagined. He's going to up-level you to to achieve his purposes. Hallelujah. God is moving people into destinies, and it's going to be connected to some part of your journey. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because in this passage of Scripture, we know Jesus gets in the boat and he teaches. And then it says in verse 4, Luke 5, 4, now when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we've toiled all the night, we've taken in nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came, hallelujah, and filled both ships so that they began to sink. I'm telling you, we're talking about net-breaking, boat-sinking type of increase, phenomenal increase above and beyond what you could ask or think. And so when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. He was astonished, everybody with him, they were astonished at the drop of the fishes which they had taken in. Praise God. And also were the, uh, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Hallelujah. So we know that you know, the other, there are other versions that say from henceforth, forth, um, you, you know, you, up until now you've caught fish, but now I will make you a fisher of men. Praise God. God is going to up-level you. And what he's going to do is connect it to some part of your journey to date. It's going to be similar to what you have been doing, but on an entirely different level. You're going to be up-leveled, hallelujah, to achieve God's purposes. And in this process, see, sometimes you get this promise, you get a word, but you need to understand that there is a promise and there is a process. And the process is clearly set forth in this scripture. See, a lot of times people get a word and they go shouting and it's a great word, yes, and the mouth of the Lord has truly spoken it. And I believe, I know this would be a word from the Lord. I mean, here, this, uh, the senior pastor with whom I had not spoken, had not texted, had not had any communication at all, came in and gave the same word. He said, I, the Lord wants you to know that he has more for you. There is more for you. Open your heart to a, let him in so that you can experience the more that he has for you. There's going to be a mighty transformation by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And so that's the promise. We thank God for the promise. And people will shout and scream about that. But then people don't understand that it's not just going to, things are not just going to, you know, fall out of heaven. Or that, you know, 
you're not going to just have a, a bushel full of dollar bills arrive on your porch. I mean, it could happen, but in, in all likelihood, there is a process that is involved in the accomplishment and in the realization of the promise. Glory to God. So what is that process? Well, it's right here in Scripture because in Luke chapter 5, the Bible says that verse 3, Jesus asked Simon, Simon Peter, he asked him if he would thrust out a little from the land. So you have to make yourself available. You have to be willing to say yes. You have to say yes to Jesus. You have to be say yes to those whom God sends. You have Jesus asked Peter and Peter had to respond. Hallelujah. So you want to be in a position where you're going to say yes. Position your heart to say yes to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it may involve sacrifice. That saying yes may involve sacrifice. Why do I say that? Because we know Simon Peter had just worked all night long. Think about it. He had gone from his his house where his mother-in-law was healed, and people there are shouting and having a good time, to go to work. He went to work at night. He was out all night fishing, and he hadn't caught a thing. And he was bone tired. He's out. He says, we've toiled all night. I'm tired. You know, so this is not, listen, this is not a season for you to just do business as usual. It's not business as usual. It's not going to be same old, same old. You're not just going to get up home, you know, um, put something in the microwave, plop yourself in front of the TV, eat, you know, wash up, go to bed, start over the next day. No, that is not, that is not the, the, the prescription. You have to prepare your heart to say yes. You will be asked, just as Peter was asked, will you thrust out from the land? Jesus wants to know Are you willing to cooperate with him? We are co-laborers together with him. And the Spirit of God is going to present instances before you, invitations before you. Hallelujah. It's going to be a question, something that's going to compel a response. And you need to be willing to say yes to God and yes to those whom God sends. Because God is about to take your life to another level. Hallelujah. It's going to be very, very, very important. Make yourself available. Be willing to help, even if it involves a sacrifice. Hallelujah. You may have to sacrifice your recreational activity. You may have to sacrifice your favorite TV show. You may have to sacrifice your weekend. But it's going to take you to an entirely new level, a level that will astonish you, just as you saw the astonishment on Peter and all of his partners at the net-breaking success, boat-sinking, net-breaking success that they experienced because they said yes, one man said yes to Jesus, even 
So saying yes involved a sacrifice because he had to take more hours after having worked six, seven, eight hours straight than to spend time. We don't know how long Jesus ministered. It says after he left speaking, he tells he then tells Peter to let down his nets for a for a for to, to draw in the fish for a great haul. So we don't know how long Jesus was ministering. So it involved a sacrifice on the part of bone tired Peter. You understand? Praise God. So it may involve sacrifice, but prepare be prepared to say yes to God. Hallelujah. The other thing I I need to point out is that in this passage of scripture, Jesus got right inside of Peter's boat. He went right to his J-O-B. He went right to his business during a time of difficulty because Peter had fished all night and hadn't caught anything. And people are at jobs right now, and they're complaining about the difficulties that they are facing. And Jesus is moving right, stepping right into the middle of your job situation. And he is turning seasons and night seasons of failure into net-breaking, boat-seeking, breakthrough success. Are you understanding this? Jesus used that place of Peter's business as the launching pad for his own message right? Even in the midst of the toil, in the midst of the despair, in the midst of lack, Jesus came with a word. He taught in the boat right in the place where it looked like nothing was happening. He used even that place to launch his own message, and he used Peter's place of business to take Peter to the next level. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants to take night failures and give net-breaking, boat-sinking successes. Hallelujah. We're talking about breakthrough success in Jesus' mighty name. The third point I need to make is that you need to be prepared to alter your own plans. Be prepared to alter your own plans. I'm telling you, this is happening. So he wants you want, to, he, you want to cooperate with the Lord. You want to prepare your heart to say yes to him, right? Glory to God. Glory to God. You have to understand that it may involve sacrifice. And related to it is the point I'm now making that you may need to alter your own plans. No doubt Peter was washing his net about to go home. But this request coming by the Spirit of God, coming from Jesus Christ, required Peter to alter his own way of thinking, his own plans, his own way of thinking how things were going to unfold. God's going to do some exciting things, things that eye has not seen, neither has has ear heard. He's going to do some exciting things in your life. It is on. It is unfolding, and it is already beginning to manifest. Glory to God. So you, but you've got to be prepared to sacrifice. You've got to be prepared to say yes. You've got to be prepared to alter your own plans. Glory to God. And before I go any further, there is a point that the Spirit of God, I believe, instructed me to minister, and that is this. When you look at the person of Simon Peter, 
he came from that night of fishing. At that point in his life, he had nothing. He had nothing to show for all of that hard work. And some might have looked at him at that point in time and have concluded that he was a failure, that his business venture was failing. All you're doing is working, and you're trying to do this, that, and the other, and nothing is working, you see? And there is a tendency, especially among spouses, there is a tendency to look at a spouse and view them as having failed or that they have not pulled their own weight or you're just not producing, you're you're unproductive, you're an unproductive part of this relationship. And then things can mushroom from there because it's as if the individual can't do anything right. You know, you can't cook right. You can't you can't make up the bed right. You know, you're you're God forbid should you leave your shoes lying around somewhere. I mean, it manifests into something far bigger than it really is, but the root cause of it is your feelings towards that person because your perception that they just aren't doing it. Enough. They can't do this. They're just and these are people who have tried, like this guy, Peter, he toiled all night but caught nothing. So there's a tendency to disparage and look down upon and think negatively of someone because at a particular on a particular page in their life, at a particular chapter in their life, they've hit a tough spot. But I, you need to understand that Jesus looks at every person, even in that tough spot, as someone of value, who has value. And if you are wise, you will edify that individual in a way that values them because some things are loved because they are valuable, but some things are valuable because they are loved. Let me say that again. Some things are loved because they are valuable, but some things are valuable because they are loved. Jesus looked at Peter and valued him. Peter was loved. Because he was loved by God, he was valuable. Didn't matter where he happened to be on that particular page in his life because the loving God, hallelujah, is able to enter in to anybody's boat and turn that situation around. Hallelujah. That he valued Peter. He believed that what Peter had was valuable. Even an empty boat with not a single sinking fish was valuable to Jesus. Even Peter was valuable to Jesus even in the midst of what looked at, looked like failure. So don't devalue yourself and don't allow anybody to devalue you because in the eyes of Jesus, you have value. You're very valuable to, to, to God. Hallelujah. And he designed you and placed you here for a purpose on purpose. But you'll be wise to speak words that edify and that will help to take you to the next level. Don't tear down, but rather build up. Build up your spouse. Build up your child, whatever that is. When people are in tough places, 
it's not the time to devalue them. If anything, you, 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 turn on, you turn on the love factor and edify them, build them up, pray for them, and pray against the intrusion, the thing that wants to bring lack. I pray you're receiving something today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next point to make is the value of connection. Connection matters. And God is going to be connecting you with individuals who will be able to take you to the next level, another level in ministry, another level financially, another level in business, hallelujah, another level even in your health, hallelujah. So, see, you can, we receive blessings because of our connection to Jesus. You can reap benefits, not so much because of you, but because of who you are connected to. Hallelujah. Connection matters. Because Peter was connected to Jesus, he was taken to an entirely new level. He even had the opportunity to walk on water. He had the opportunity to see the transfigured Jesus. Hallelujah. On the Mount of Transfiguration. He was the glorified Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. He was able to see blind eyes opened. You you understand? He was, oh my goodness, your connection matters. It matters who you are connected to. And there are invitations that God is sending that you are to accept because connection matters. It is the devil who tries to keep you isolated. He tries to have you in a rut where you're just doing the same old rote routine. I get up, I go to work, I do my job, I go home, eat my dinner, watch TV, go to bed. I don't want to be bothered with nobody. You know, but but there is a blessing in relationship. There is a blessing in connection. There is relationship tied to your destiny. Hallelujah. Ask Elisha about his relationship with Elijah. Ask Ruth about her relationship with Naomi. Tell me that. You tell me whether connection matters. Hallelujah. And here he was connected to Jesus. That's the the first and foremost, the paramount connection that you've got to establish. Hallelujah. It's not a time to start asking, God, where are you? Why is this happening? No, it's a time to say, I don't care. I know God loves me. I know I am valued by God. I know God's got better for me. I know God's got more in store for me. I bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name. I bless you, Lord God. Hallelujah. And I don't forget your benefits. I, I, know, I know who you are. Hallelujah. I bless you for being the El Shaddai. I thank you for being my rock, my fortress, my high tower. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God, that you are more than enough. Praise God. I thank you, Lord God. You're my bridge over troubled waters. I thank you, Lord God, for you're the one who makes crooked places straight and rough places smooth. I thank you, Lord God, because you are the last word. Hallelujah. You are the amen. Praise God. I thank you, O oh Lord, for you're not only alpha, but you are also omega. I thank you, Lord God, for the you. The, you're the one who started it, and you're the one who will finish it. You're the author and the finisher of my faith. I bless you, Lord God, that you, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I thank you, Lord God, for who you are in my life. Hallelujah. So you that's what you do even in a tough place. You you just don't dwell in that, but focus on God and increase 
your heart, enlarge your heart to receive more of him. Praise God. And don't talk yourself out of, of, of a relationship, of, of a connection, because you don't feel you belong. Don't, don't talk yourself out because you don't believe you fit in. I'm telling you, because think about Peter. Peter was impulsive. He was unlearned. He was rough around the edges. He, he was swearing when they were asking, were you with these guys? And he, and he started swearing. He cursed and swore. The Bible says it. I mean, but Jesus took him in every, all over. Jesus had him in his inner circle, right? See, why? Because you have value. He values you. Glory to God. He values you. God values you. And he's got so much more for you. You have to understand that. Peter, you know, thought, wow, I mean, he came to my house, healed my mother-in-law. That's great. And that could have been it. But God had more. Hallelujah. He didn't want to just heal his mother-in-law. He wanted to change his life. Praise God. And he did. And he did. But it required participation. Peter had to go through the process. And that process involved him continuously saying yes to God. Yes, yes, yes. Yes to those God sent him. I mean, if you examine his life, you'll see it even all through the book of Acts. You know, his, he was apt to go where God was sending him. And he was blessed to be a blessing. Hallelujah. And even if we failed miserably, even if we have spoken out of turn, even if we have said negative things to our spouses and whatnot, God gets you back on track. He is here willing to get you back on track. Hallelujah. Even if you did something that was just so shameful, that it was, it was disgraceful, it, was, it caused public humiliation, it, that you're still, God still looks at you and sees you as having value because there are good works that he preordained that you are to walk in. Hallelujah. He has already ordained it, and he's not changing his mind. Even if you were like a Peter, Peter was depressed. He denied Jesus three times, and it says he wept bitterly. He fell into a deep depression, and everybody saw it. His humiliation was public. And there are sometimes there are people who we've made mistakes, we've done things, and it's public, and everybody knows it. There's no escaping it. Yeah, you, we messed up royally. God continues to see your value. See, again, remember this. See, there, like you, can, you may have a new car, and it's valuable, you know, because you just love you love it, and it is just, oh, wow, it's a cat's meow. It is, woo-wee. You know, you got a 2020-whatever BMW, and it is just gorgeous. And you say, boy, I love it because it's so gorgeous. Some things are loved because they are valuable. But some things are valuable because they are loved. You are valuable to God. God loves you. God is love, and he loves you. Hallelujah. His love gives you value. You're his creation, the apex of his creation. So even in the places and instances of utter humiliation, utter mess-ups, you still are valuable to God. That's why 
following the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he sent the angel with a message, and he said, go tell my brethren and Peter to meet me, hallelujah, in the upper room. Are you understanding this? To meet me in Jerusalem, in the upper room. He said, you tell all my disciples, and especially Peter. Why? Because God still had purpose for Peter. His life wasn't over, even, even as a result of his public disgrace. Hallelujah. So I'm here to tell you, God has got more for you, regardless of where you are. God is able to turn your life around. God is able to get into the boat of your life and take seasons of failure into net-breaking, boat-seeking, breakthrough successes. If you're willing to go through the process, hallelujah, are you willing to go through the process? Praise God. If so, then just pray with me. Hallelujah. I just sense the presence and the power of Almighty God moving even as this message is being ministered because it is time. It is your time. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. I thank you that your word does not and cannot lie. Hallelujah. I bless you that you have more to give your people. You have more for everyone under the sound of my voice. Healing deliverance, health, welfare, glory to God, jobs, relationships, ministry, you have more. There is more, and it is on at a level that astonishes. Father, I pray the people into the more that you have for them, that they go from seasons of drought, seasons, night seasons where it looked like nothing was happening, periods of toil, Lord God, take them into net-breaking, boat-sinking, breakthrough successes in the name of Jesus. We believe this to be a true word from the loving God. We thank you, Lord God. There are those who need to rededicate themselves to restore relationship. Right now, I pray for them that they get back in right standing with you, those who have been away, away spiritually, away emotionally, away physically from from the body of Christ, from the assembly of believers. I pray them back in place in the mighty name of Jesus, for they are valuable. Hallelujah. They're valuable to you. They're valuable to the body of Christ, and they're valuable to this earth. Praise God. Praise God. I thank you, Lord God, for what you are doing. And we enlarge our hearts to receive more of you, Lord God. And according to your word, we expect, we have great expectation for great transformation in Jesus' mighty name. People are going to new levels, new dimensions, hallelujah, that they didn't even see coming. For eye hasn't seen it, ear has not heard it. Hallelujah. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for this word. And I pray, Father, for the manifestation of this word. For you said you would confirm your word with signs and wonders following. Hallelujah. To you alone be glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And now we also lift before you, Heavenly Father, all of the prayer petitions. We thank you, Father, that you meet every need. 
So we are, we're placing on your throne, hallelujah, the names of individuals even for healing, healing in their bodies. Even as you visited Peter's mother-in-law and, and healed her of that grievous fever, and the Bible, your word declares that she was immediately healed. Hallelujah. She immediately arose and ministered. Hallelujah. So we pray over all of these individuals, including Clinton, including Gary, Bill, Lonnie, John, A. Hill, Sandra. Renita, Cynthia, Harriet, Markila, Khadijah, Eloise, Debbie, Mary Abel. Hallelujah. We place them all before your throne and believe God. We believe you for healing their mortal bodies. We speak to them all, to the spirits of them all, and we decree and declare, be made whole in the name of Jesus, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Be made whole in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for the virtue that has gone out of Jesus, hallelujah, that even goes through their bodies right now, bringing healing, peace, and deliverance in Jesus' mighty name hallelujah we thank you dear lord god and we also we also pray for jr lord god we pray for a turnaround complete turnaround and we bind foul spirits every foul spirit we bind in jesus name every foul spirit seeking to penetrate that young man and to alter his divine destiny we command you to cease in your and desist in your maneuvers and operations and get out in Jesus' name. You get out of his mind. You get out of his conscious mind. You get out of his subconscious mind. You get out of his unconscious mind right now in the name of Jesus. We apply the blood of Jesus over him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, and we claim his life for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And we command every lying spirit, every false tongue, go in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let, let his identity be clear, his identity that is found in Christ Jesus. Be clear. Be very clear. Hallelujah. And we pray away every negative influence out of his life in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless you for who you are. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And we lift up Tanya and those like Tanya who desire additional, greater spiritual understanding. Hallelujah. And continued revelation. Lord God, your word declares that you would lead and guide us into all truth, which is why you sent the Holy Spirit, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that, that my dear sister and others like her who have the heart's desire for greater revelation and spiritual understanding that they, hallelujah, receive even as they have believed and even as they have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Your word declares in Ephesians 1, hallelujah, that 
and, and I pray this over Tanya and those like her who have the same desire, that the eyes of their understanding, their spiritual understanding be enlightened, hallelujah, so that they may know what is the hope of their calling and what the riches of the glory of of your inheritance in the saints is, and let them experience and know, hallelujah, what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them who believe, towards, hallelujah, as they enlarge their hearts to receive you and as they press on by faith to believe you, Lord God. May you show, demonstrate to them the exceeding greatness of your power towards them according to the working of your mighty power. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, We do pray, hallelujah, with thanksgiving, and we say amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. God is good. God is awesome. And I thank you so much for tuning in today. Understand God's got more for you. I'm telling you, right after I ministered this message just this past Sunday, it seems like out of the blue, I, I received a letter from the Duke University, um, what is it, Divinity School. I've been invited to participate in a consultation with black Christian business executives hosted by Duke Divinity School, Office of Black Church Studies and Office of the Dean. Praise God. So they're engaging Christian business executives to explore what is it to explore what you hope for in a new generation of pastors seeking insights. Hallelujah! Now I don't know a soul there. I do not know a single individual at Duke University, to my knowledge. And yet God said that He was opening doors, and God said, "Praise God that we would." This is where we are, this, that, that he would be doing this type of work, that he would be connecting us, hallelujah, that he's ushering this in, that there will be manifestations, that there is more, that there is more. So you just have to cooperate in any event. God bless you. And if this has been a blessing to you, you can uh, be a blessing to Triumph in Christ. You can do so by writing to Triumph in Christ, P.O. Box 66385, Washington, D.C., 20035. Again, Triumph in Christ, P.O. Box 66385, Washington, D.C., 20035. You can also visit the website at jdsministries.org. That's jdsministries.org. There you can click the gift tab and give a secure donation. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, God richly bless your life.